0: This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your
1: survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. And it is John Rush. uh, Normally Rush to Reason, Drive Radio, Fix It Radio, but this afternoon at 2 o'clock on Fridays, it's Ready Radio. We've got a very special guest today during this uh, first part of our program, which, by the way, I appreciate very much. Jim Garlow joining us, very... uh, influential individual, by the way, former White House pastor, uh, advisor, I should say, political commentator, keynote speaker, which we'll talk about that here in a moment as well. But Pastor Jim, welcome. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. A joy to be on with you, my friend. We love Denver.
1: Well, thank you very much. We enjoy having you. You've been on with us before in the past and uh, not, not a, uh, how should I say, is your familiar voice to Crawford Broadcasting, and we appreciate you very much.
2: Oh, yes. I was
0: on Crawford Station back in Texas decades ago. <laughs>
1: there you go uh all right so let's get into it. oh again let's do this first jim you guys have a, a special uh you know a, a gathering here coming up here in the not too distant future why don't you talk about that real quick so folks so, so i can't talk so folks can know more about that
0: yeah it's called the future conference it's in arlington virginia although they can tune in and watch it live stream but we encourage people to come arlington virginia july twenty, twenty one, twenty two. And it's it's kind of like three one-day conferences back-to-back. The first day is what to say and how to say it. How to respond biblically or scripturally to every political or governmental topic. I wrote a book called Well-Versed by that same title, okay. in which it lays out the biblical underpinnings 30 topics. Now, the second day is how to deal with the cancel culture. In other words, there's governments like Trudeau up in Canada that froze mm-hmm. bank accounts. How do you avoid that happening to you? Or... What if uh, our religious worship would be forced underground? You right. don't want to think of those categories, but what about that? What about if your children are forced to go to a, a school or are forced out of a school? How do you create your own educational? Mm. What, if, what about the medical doctors who would, would not go along with the governmental vax? Right. and the result was? Right. They could look at their, their potential of a practice, 25,000 of them maybe. Or what if you're ruled out of your health care system because you won't take the vax or mm. some other government uh, intrusion? So how do you create an alternative universe in all these arenas, whether it be housing, whether it be medical, whether it be educational, whether it be banking, your money, et cetera, so that you can make sure you not only survive but thrive when you're marginalized and canceled by the predominant culture?
1: And day three? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> day three
0: is uncanceling George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. We're mm-hmm. going to get on buses and have a fun time and make a tour down to Monticello. Uh, Jefferson's home and to Mount Vernon to Washington's home. Awesome. And you can find out about the conference at Well-Versed World as well-versed with a D and then just click on future conference and it'll all come up there and you can see all the information. 43 different speakers. Awesome. Awesome speakers. Uh, awesome. With pretty high technicality in terms of understanding of all these mm-hmm. issues. It's the cover. I hope nobody needs what we give on day two Quite frankly, cancellation insurance. Right, so, that right. it, but but we have car insurance, health insurance, house insurance, etc. We hope we never use it, but I'd rather use it and not, well, uh, you know, I'd rather have it and not and not need it than wish I had it and not have it.
1: Well, that's so why we do this this particular hour each week, Jim, on Fridays is really along those same lines. A lot of what we talk about here, really, I, I agree with you. I hope we never ever have to use and do the things that we talk about here. You know, on, on an a one-hour you know, one basis each week, but the reality is we need to be prepared just in case. And I kind of say it this way, we need to be prepared for the just-ifs of life, no matter what they might be. That's
0: exactly right. The future belongs to those who prepare for it. I used to say, I, I pastored for many, many years, now we have a ministry called Well-Versed. It's a ministry two members of Congress and ambassadors of the United Nations. We try to bring biblical principles of governance to, to uh, governmental leaders. And, and so we've we've met privately, for example, with 93 of the 193 ambassadors at the United Nations. And we've we meet, if God opens the doors, with heads of state, presidents, and prime ministers, or whatever members of Congress or Parliament, whatever we can, to bring biblical principles of governance, because God invented government. He came up with the idea. I used to say when I was a pastor, I'm preparing you for what is to come. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm preparing you for that. Now, as I look at our culture what that is that we were preparing people for is now here. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it would be much Nick Vujicic, for example. Nick Vujicic, the man with no arms and no legs who yep. speaks all over the nation. Yep, yep. He woke up the morning of April 2019 and found out his bank and accounts were frozen. His credit card was, was frozen. His debit card was worthless all at once just because of his beliefs. Wow. I had sensed out there might be as many as 300 different organizations that have had that happen to them. Wow. Now, most of the people listening right now think, well, it can't happen to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't kid
1: yourself. Do oh, yeah, no, you're right, Jim. No, don't kid yourself. It, it sure could.
0: We have a number of members of Congress coming to speak. Once again, it's wellversedworld.org. And then they'll go down there, They'll see a picture of Michelle Bachman, Congresswoman Michelle Bachman. Click mm-hmm. on her picture. That will open up the whole thing. She's our, our co-host for it on day one. Attorney Matt Staver is our co-host on, on day two. Kevin Freeman, out in the economic war room out of Dallas, is going to be talking about how do you structure your finances, financing your bank account, in such a way so you will not be frozen. We're having a guy from Asia come and talk about how does the church operate underground. Hmm. We hope we never have to do that, but it's important to know those kind of things.
1: It is, and, McGuire, and, and, you know, and real quick, for a plug for this, by the way, for all of you listening, even a lot of you that are business owners, a lot of you listen because, you know, I'm self-employed and we get a lot of self-employed individuals, Jim, you know, like begets like, you know how that is. And, and I will tell you, Jim, that there's something to be said there for even certain businesses learning how to do what you're talking about, because it could come to that point with certain businesses where they've got to do the same thing. Well,
0: Michael Cipher's one of our speakers and his, his whole company, what he does is to find those companies that have been marginalized and canceled because they're either patriotic or conservative or they have biblical values or for some reason, and find them and link them with the other companies that are mm. going through the same thing, and then find all the people who've been fired from their companies and link them together to awesome. form an, an alternative or parallel universe. We call it the albatross moment. An albatross is a bird in Australia that can stay airborne above the storm for five to six years wow. without landing. Wow. And that's exactly, it's an albatross moment on day two of the future conference that's wellversedworld.org. Then click on uh, Michelle Bachman's picture, and it'll all come up right then.
1: Awesome. Awesome. All right, let's you know let's get into a, a few of these and give some folks some tips. And all of you listening, by the way, thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. Jim Garlow joining us now. And uh, you can actually find Jim at truthpr.com. That's one of his websites. He's there. Let's talk about the money side of it, Jim. Let's say, for example, something like what you just said happens and or we have a complete, you know, collapse of our economic system, which, which, by the way, I think either or of those uh, is is actually possible. And I'm not a predictor of any of that, so I'm not going to get into all those details, but I I think we live in a day and age where anything could happen right now, Jim. So a question for you. If something like that were to happen, how do the folks that are listening, whether they're self-employed, whether they work for somebody else, we've got churches that listen as well, what do these individuals do if that were to happen?
0: Number one, have a spirit of boldness and confidence. Uh, you, you might expect me to say this just because I'm, I've been a pastor in my life, but I'm not saying it for that reason. I'm saying because it it's truth. And that is at, at the future conference, after every speaker, we've allotted time for, uh, for encouragement from the Word of God, uh, prayers, uh, prophecy, uh, declarations, so that we keep our eyes on the Lord, that we don't simply go down and get sunk by all this difficult news we're getting. Because some of it's kind of tough to take. I agree. An
1: overdose I agree. Of-
0: and so we are focused, after every session, well, just for a few moments, to get our eyes back on Jesus. Our hope is in Him. And I think this is a moment where every one of your listeners needs to make sure they have a personal relationship with Almighty God, provided through Jesus Christ, death on the cross. I'm not saying that just to sound spiritual. I'm saying that because that is the key to surviving, no matter what happens in this life, and the life to follow.
1: Couldn't agree more, Jim. You, you, you are... Uh... As you know, you're in good company, otherwise, I wouldn't have you here in the first place. So, uh, we, we feel exactly the same way that you do. Uh, practically speaking, what are things folks should do? Because, you know, you, you know I, mean, I, I, I agree with you. Everything you just said is spot on. But I'm also a guy that says God gave us a brain, you know, ears, two eyes, feet, yeah. legs, and yeah. so yeah. on. And we need to be called to action as well. You know, we just can't sit around and say, oh, we're going to pray about it. Well, that's great, but you still got to put some action to those words. Otherwise, it might not work out.
0: I think it's. very I agree with you 100 percent on what you just said. It's very prudent that people plan ahead. That's the whole reason for the future conference. They need to. They need to understand what it is that we're coming into. Yeah. I mean, none of us know exactly what that's going to look like, but we have a global rise in totalitarian authoritarianism. Right. Canada's gone, Australia's gone, New Zealand's gone. Uh, where would you flee? Uh, There's I'm nowhere left, Jim.
1: Either. There's nowhere to go.
0: Or, or Brazil, but Brazil hangs by a thread. Right. Bolsonaro's a good president, but. Hungary is doing great under Victor Orban, but how long can, can they stand this onslaught taking place? So you need to have a community, small communities of people with whom you are organized together and you have thought through a strategy and you need to think through basic. Do you have food provision? Do you have water provision? Have you thought that through how to do that? What do you, what do you do for your health care? How do you, how do you provide basic health needs for each other in a community? You obviously one of our things of our our seminar. Now I know this is not a popular thing to talk about, but where would you flee if you had to flee? And so we have high speakers talking specifically about that. Hmm. There are people who helped hide the Jews in the moments of high anti-Semitism. Right. Well, now we're into high anti-Christianism. So, so what we've been doing to try to help save lives of Jewish people. Now we find ourselves to save our own lives mm. potentially. Mm. So it's prudent that you have a plan, a distinct plan. Think through each one of the categories of the basic needs you have mm-hmm. to survive. Survival would become the key at that point. Mm-hmm. And then process. In a, and it works best in a small group because it gets overwhelming if you do it by yourself. Think through: How do you protect yourself? How do you mm-hmm. provide food, provide water? What do you do as best you can medically as much as you possibly can. What do you do even to keep up educational components if you have young children in the home? Each one of these categories, and even think through your finances, what do you do in that arena? How? What do you What do you do in terms of having the capacity for exchange or barter? So the failure to think through this is a way to really uh, bring devastation upon yourself. Again, we hope none of us ever need this, right. but the indicators in many countries, mm-hmm. and including projective of our own country would indicate that it's wise and prudent mm-hmm. to do exactly what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, no, you're exactly right, Jim. We we hope for you know what's that old saying? You hope for the best, but plan for the worst, and that's that's what we're doing here. The reality is, we make sure that we you know still having you know fun in life, enjoyment, do the things that we like doing, but on the same token, not be ignorant of those things that we that we need to be paying attention to making plans and a lot of what you're saying too I'm a big believer and I'm sort of a planner kind of a guy but I'm a guy that says you know these are sorts of things that you put into different lists categories and so on and just you know doesn't happen overnight nobody's going to be able to put all these things together in a you know in a in a one weekend or even several weekends Jim this takes a lot of planning a lot of a lot of forethought and you just keep chipping away at it you know weekend after weekend week after week month after month always always looking to whatever that next task is, and making sure that you're ready for whatever life might throw at us.
0: I so appreciate you're taking a public stand on that. Very few do. They're afraid of being made fun of, being uh, made uh, accused of being a oh, you're a prepper. Well, the preparation for emergencies for one's family is a godly and righteous and holy act. That's right. That is wise, and that is prudent. And and to to put things together in your home to provide for your family and for your loved ones and for your neighbors is really... You couldn't be more Christ-like than doing that, trying to anticipate what people around you are going to need and help protect them. Having things is not wrong. Now, hoarding them would be wrong, but having things is not wrong. So preparing and having preparation for that is absolutely a godly and righteous and holy act
1: no I I agree with you fully there's many many examples as you know through scripture where that's exactly what the Lord even told uh, you know different people groups you know through the years children of Israel being one of them on what they needed to do where they needed to store up and why uh, I mean the, this is not the first time by the way everybody listening please please hear me on this Jim Jim you can you can verify this and relate to this this is not the first time in history anything like this has ever happened is it
0: No, and we we, we operate with this cultural naivete, and that is that the way things are, are the way things will always be. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what they thought in all the cultures that once existed. We read about Babylonians, Assyrians, we read about the Greeks, we read about the Romans, we read about all these. We we don't realize they were once thriving cultures like American culture
1: is right now. That's right. Well, what happens, too, Jim, and you know this, and it, it does coincide with what we're talking about so no folks I'm not just on a soapbox but it does coincide I do believe Jim that as a as a country or even the world itself gets gets more rich, if you would, we become more spoiled, more things are expected, we get entitlement mentality, which is, which is you know, running rampant in this country right now. And when those things start to happen, in my view, and I could be wrong, but, but I, and I don't think I am, though, Jim, when those things start to happen and we start to be apathetic or towards certain things, you know, the end isn't far away. And every single country, and you've just mentioned it, every great country in past experienced the exact same thing.
0: You know, there's a sociological cycle that cultures go on, all cultures go on, and you can easily track the fall of every culture on that cycle. It's well-known, it's well-studied, and it is so applicable today, right now, in, in our own culture. We are in the midst of experiencing it at this time. The nation, even, even people who are well outside, let's say, the Christian faith, or may not be even conservatives or patriots or etc., even they since now these last two two and a half years Mm -hmm. but something has gone tragically wrong in our nation
1: that's right no i was going to add something to what you said a moment ago about that as well and this i think is really uh it's appropriate for me to say because we have listeners from all walks of life some have you know really deep faith others may not have as deep a faith as you and i have jim but the reality is if you're even on this playing field at all of what you just said a moment ago And you may not fully buy into all of the spiritual side of things, but if the world thinks that you are and that you're playing on that team, the reality is you're going to find yourself in the same position that even hardcore Christians find themselves in, correct?
0: Oh, that's absolutely right. We're coming into an era in which it's going to be, at least if the globalists have their way, if Klaus Schwab and World Economic Forum types have their way, uh, it will be an oligarchy, that will be controlling the globe that's mm-hmm. their desire they used to hide it
1: no, not now now. they're not very
0: open you can yeah. go online world economic yeah. forum is very blatant exactly what they want to do if you want to see a little functional model the poster child for world economic forum was justin trudeau who suspended the canadian constitution when a group of people protested totally legally then froze the bank accounts for every one of the people, he even gave a sandwich to a trucker during that time. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, mm-hmm. the mayors of the American provinces jailing pastors. Uh, Arthur yep. Pulowski is a man I've interviewed a number of times, and, he, and I'll, I'll be interviewing him again today myself, and Henry and others who have been hor- horribly harassed. And when Pulowski, as a pastor, was thrown in prison for simply having church services, they treated him with brutality that you would expect from communist China. Wow. And that's in our neighbor wow. to the north. Wow. It's astounding. It but is. We, we are witnessing. Yep. In fact, the Ohio State Legislature is now passing, well, they're now talking about passing, legislation to declare Canada officially on the watch list for religious liberty violations. It has gone so far, so fast. And the only reason Trudeau backed away and reinstituted the Constitution or reinstated it was because the World Economic Forum power said, you have gone too far. The banks are calling us. They're not happy. The people are revolting. The peasants are rising up. Back off. You're giving us a black eye.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's mm-hmm. what happened.
1: Yep. No, the No, you're exactly government- right. For those of you listening, by the way, what Jim just talked about in regards to that That cycle, producer Ann is listening to me as we speak uh, all the way up in Minnesota. She has that graphic at some place. She's going to dig that out. We'll get it out on our website as well so some of you can see that and even download it and look at it. Uh, But again, Jimmy, I, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, it, it's it's an honor. I, I will say that. Um, I appreciate all your kind words on our end. But, we, you know, personally, I feel like this is a huge topic. I don't feel like we, to your point a moment ago, we don't talk about it enough. It's never talked about really in public as far as media is concerned because, to your point, anybody that does is labeled a, a, a wacko, you know, extremist, which, by the way, I'm as far from that as anybody that listens to me knows. I'm just a, a realist. I look at things in a very realistic manner. I, I do believe we need to be prepared. Uh, to your point, Jim, I coach business businesses before i do the show and one of the things i've got my businesses doing right now is exactly they these same things are you prepared a recession is here by the way if you don't think so then just you know go look around at how things are but the recession is already here and and personally business wise and so on are you prepared for all of these things and then to add that other layer to it the things you and i just talked about as well these are things folks need to be aware of
0: i i just if i can say this personally i, I grew up not too far from uh, your state of Colorado, I live in San Diego now, been here for many, many years, but I grew up on a farm in Kansas, and at the age of nine I got hooked on politics. I would say a, from a theological standpoint, a, a, a governmental anointing came upon me, so I've been following politics and, and government stuff every day of my life since age nine. I just turned 75, so that's 66 years. And what we're witnessing, witnessing right now is unprecedented, mm-hmm. and there warning signs are everywhere. Only Sorry. the most undiscerning could be missing what's going on. I just took 11 of my grandchildren, flew them to Cincinnati. We went to Northern Kentucky. We went to the Ark Encounter. Oh, I want to Noah's go there.
1: Ark. Yeah, I'm envious. I want to oh, go there.
0: It's, it's incredible. We were just there. And, and let me just tell you, all the eight people on the earth mocked and made fun of Noah for mm-hmm. preparing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But when the rain started coming, they didn't mock him anymore. True. They were begging to get in.
1: Very true. And
0: what we're trying to do is build an ark, all of us together, that can accommodate as many people as possible who are willing to prepare for mm-hmm. the future because the future belongs to those who will prepare
1: for it. Amen. Jim, it's again, it's been a joy having you. Know, it was short notice. I've, I got kind of the press release and things yesterday on this, and I appreciate you taking time out of your day so quickly to join us. We'll have you back, and as you know, I've got many other programs that we do here on, on KLZ and on Crawford, so we'll get you back on one of the other programs as well. But I wanted to start here. It's, it was perfect timing for what we do during this hour, and I'm very appreciative of you joining us, sir.
0: Oh, my honor to be on with you. Thank you so much, John.
1: You're very welcome, Jim. Have a great weekend, sir.
0: And saying to you, my you
1: brother, and, and folks, we will put that that uh, schedule, if you would, or, or the uh, the announcement for that particular event coming up next month. Uh, Producer Ann will get that out. We'll get that on several of our websites, by the way, where you guys can see those things. And again, I appreciate it very much. And all of our sponsors, by the way, it's because of them that we're able to even do this. Keep in mind, it's not just me coming on air each week; it's all of the folks that believed in this and thought, hey, this is a great thing. We need to be involved in this. Much to what Jim just said a moment ago, we need to build a huge arc for everyone to be able to jump on and join. And it's because of those sponsors that we've been able to even do this. So listen up. They're coming up next. If you use one of those sponsors, please let them know you heard them on Ready Radio. I would appreciate it greatly. This is Ready Radio, KLZ 560. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local, family owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air not only handles all of your electrical and HVAC needs, they can also help you get ready for the What ifs of life. When the mustard gas is filling your neighborhood, you'll want a HEPA filter to keep your family safe. When the napalm catches your neighbor's trees on fire, you'll still be breathing clean, fresh, smokeless air with your Solus Air HEPA filter. With a combination of our generators and air filters, your family won't miss the conveniences of modern society, no matter what the circumstances are. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0222. 231 or find them at ready-radio.com that's absolute electrical heating and air a major sponsor of fix-it radio drive radio and of course ready radio
2: for quality and service beyond compare call absolute electrical heating and air
4: have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses maybe some prescription sunglasses will look no further than stack optical since 1968 Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference.
1: Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof the problem with that mentality is it's wrong do you know that roof max is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. All right, and again, we appreciate Jim Garlow joining us. In fact, just got an email message from him saying thanks for having him on. It was really our joy, so I appreciate that very much. Joe from Jersey joining us now, though, which... I set this up ahead of time. So, Joe, thanks for taking time out of your day. I really appreciate it.
5: Not a problem, John. I've, you know, I've uh, done a lot of camping over the years, and I've thought about your bug out, and, and I've got my own list. You you may have covered this. I haven't listened to every episode, but some things people don't think about. If there's a prolonged power outage, mm-hmm. um, you might be getting your water from streams and ponds and lakes, in which yep. case you want to have a very good supply of water purification tablets. You can buy them from Walmart. You can have, I buy them online from Amazon. But um, unless you're in a position to be boiling water several times a day,
1: <laughs> which, <laughs> by the way, becomes wanna... very um, time-consuming and difficult at times.
5: Right. So, uh, water purification tablets are really, really cheap. You know, I used to carry them with me when I used to go camping on the Adirondack Trail. So, you just you know, get you know get fifty, get a hundred water purification tablets. Um, by the way, then you also talking about boiling water and cooking what you shoot. You need you want to have a, at least one big pot and a frying pan, and maybe even a bucket, a plastic bucket to carry water in. So you know pots, buckets, and a mm-hmm. pan. Um, you want a nice.
1: Yeah, you know, and really quick, Jill, let me add something. no, we haven't talked about this one before, I and mean, people get these things all the time, and they tend to usually end up being used for things that. I don't know, sometimes they just even end up in the trash. And that just saves some good, you know, clean five-gallon buckets. You'd be surprised how many things you can do with a five-gallon bucket.
5: Oh, yeah. We, you know, the Orange Home Depot buckets, yep. you know, absolutely. Um, yeah, so, by the way, uh, and we used to have one when we used to go uh, out with our horses in our trailer, we had these big five-gallon water jugs, uh, you, you know, screw yep. top on it. Yep, we'd, we'd fill them up and take them with us when we camped so we could water the horses. Um, magnesium match, you know, matches are going to mm-hmm. run out. Mm-hmm. Butane lighters are going to go bad, but the, these magnesium matches that come with a little knife—you scrape the magnesium and it, it sparks. Um, they, they'll last forever. They'll last you a year. So it's a little magnesium stick. They typically come on a carabiner with the magnesium stick and mm-hmm. a little scraper knife, um, and that'll last you longer than any. You know, people. Oh, I got my Bic lighter. Well, guess what? Two days later, your Bic lighter's
1: gone. Right. No. Th- no. That I've I've always you know went hunting, fishing, whatever. One of those magnesium. Uh, I guess you fire starter, probably the best way to say it, Joe. One of the magnesium fire starters I've always had.
5: Right. Other thing people don't think about um, if you're going to go bug out and you're going to go outside the city, you want to be in a position to treat your own. If you get, you know, if you cut yourself, yep. you want to have bandages, That's uh, right. antibiotics, but you also want to have some needles and thread. You might have to stitch up your own wound. Um, and most you, know, I, you know,
1: no, let me add something to that, too, as well, Joe. Needles thread, the bandages. They also make now, of course, those sterile strips, or if you've got a small cut, you can put one of the sterile strips on it. But let's not forget, Joe, good old super glue. You'd be surprised how you could super glue a wound back together again fairly easily. And by the way, folks, I know this is going to sound a little weird, and this is another thing we've never talked about on here. But you should always have a good stock of tampons because nothing works better for stopping, you know, you know, large wounds, bullet holes, things like that, Joe. A tampon works fabulous. I used to send them to my, my son when he was over in Afghanistan fighting the war.
5: Well, that's great. Uh, you know, I never thought of that, John. That's a great suggestion. They
1: work. They work. You'd be surprised how many of those guys in the military are carrying them.
5: Yep. Well, great. Um, along those lines, uh, you know, a good, uh, nice, good quality hatchet and a couple of knives. If you're going to shoot game, you need to skin yep. game. And then you need to keep those things sharp, so you need to bring a whetstone, too. So a hatchet, knife, and a whetstone. Good point. Um, tarps, <laughs> give me, tarps uh, Tarps and rope. Never we,
1: can't have enough of those, can you?
5: Tarps and rope. And then, of course, if it's going to be winter, if you think you're going to go into cold weather, you want to have gloves and hats. Um, along with your tarp and for everything else, <laughs> excuse me, some of the Flex Seal or something like Flex Seal whether it's your rubber boots or your shoes or your tarp,
1: mm, great you
2: idea. want to be
5: able to, to uh, patch because you you will get holes in that stuff. And so something like, you know, a can of Flexio um, is something you want to have, too. John, I sent you earlier. I know you saw it. The um, good hand crank radio, if you want to know what's yep. going on in the outside yep. world. Yep. The batteries will go dead. Uh, but, you know, for, for $49, you can buy a fi- AM, FM, multiple shortwave band, NOAA weather you know, for 49 bucks,
1: I have one there, and it's, its again, yeah, it's one of those things you just need to have in your in your pack, in your goodies, in your goodie bag. Yep.
5: It's hand-crank and or solar, and it's also, by the way, it's got a flashlight, and it also, I don't know if it'd be any good, but it's also got a charger on it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got a USB charger, so if you need if you need it to charge your cell phone, but, you know, hand-crank radio, again, 50 bucks, and you'll know what's going on in the world, Um and now let's talk about guns.
1: Um, yeah, I really well, wanted to get into that as well, because that's a, you know, we've. Not, I'll be honest, we've not talked much about that on this program, and yet that's, in my opinion, one of the keys, in fact, for all of you listening. And I know there's folks listening in every walk of life, Joe, some are gun nuts like you and I, others are not. Some may have shot in their past, but maybe aren't super proficient. But I will tell you that that is something, in my opinion, especially in the times we're living in now, you need to know what you're doing. You need to know what you know. How one is is assembled, how you disassemble it, clean it, shoot it, be accurate, proficient, and so on. And and that's a big deal right now to me, Joe.
5: It is. And by the way, if you only have now, I would personally take more than one. But if I had to pick one gun, hmm. the gun I got. Ooh, when that's I a
1: good was, one. If you had to take one gun, what would it be?
5: And I, I'll tell you exactly. I got it when I was 18, and it's taken more game over the course of my life than any other gun I've owned. It's a savage over-under. It's a 22 magnum upper, 20 gauge shotgun lower. Mm-hmm. I have shot more
2: rabbits, mm-hmm.
5: deer, pheasant, squirrel with that gun than you can possibly imagine. It, you know, when you load it, you know, I used to walk with a load of uh, number six birdshot in the shotgun barrel, and a rifle, and I would, I would keep it selected to the shotgun barrel, and if a rabbit jumped boom, I got the shotgun, right. but if I saw a rabbit freeze, and you know, freeze and they do sometimes, they'll just kind of pretend, if I don't mm-hmm. move, you won't see me, I flick it over, flick the selector to the rifle barrel, and take him with the rifle barrel. Um, I've taken pheasant with that gun. Uh,
1: that's I've pretty versatile, gear. actually. That's actually a really, I mean, as far as, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, that as far as all of the different things that are out there, th- th- that's pretty tough to beat, Joe.
5: It is, and if you put a slug in the in the shotgun barrel, boom, you got a deer gun. Right. I mean, there is no game that right. I can think of that you can't take with an over under rifle shotgun combination. And I don't think Savage makes that particular model anymore, but there's still. I looked the other day. There's plenty still,
1: of them out kicking around.
5: Yeah, and and there's new there's new ones available. Again, it's a typically a 22 or 22 Magnum upper mm-hmm. and either a 410 or 20 gauge lower. And again, if you carry selection of ammunition, birdshot, uh, slugs, there's no game in North America that you can't take with that one yep. gun. Yeah. No. Yep. is it what I prefer to have more than that? One, yes. Of one course. Gun, I, <laughs> my my one second
1: gun. choice, by the way, just because it's one of the most favorite guns I own and I've shot it, you know, I don't know how many times over the years, and, it's, and it, A, it's a, a very fun, accurate gun. It doesn't get a lot of of glory, frankly, Joe, because everybody's, you know, AR-15 fans and so on. And by the way, nothing wrong with that. But I'll take my I'll take my Ruger Mini-14, and I own several ARs, but I'll take the Mini-14 any day of the week.
5: I've got one of those, too. And, and another great gun that doesn't have the range of a Mini-14, but if you've got a pistol and you're going to take the pistol, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but there's a line of rifles out now called pistol-caliber carbines, mm-hmm and they're called pistol caliber because they're instead of being designed to shoot a rifle bullet like a 556 or a 3030, they're designed to shoot 9 mm or 40 Smith. Oh, well,
1: that will take a long out, Joe, so you're good.
5: <laughs> but I yeah, I've got a Ruger. I I've got a 40 Smith and Wesson handgun. Yep. Uh, and I got so I got the Ruger. I could have got it in a 9. I also have 9 mm, but um, you you get the you, the pistol, 16-inch ca- barrel, it's a short gun to begin with, and then w- with a you press a button and a quarter twist, and the barrel comes off, and the entire thing is no longer than 16 inches. The two pieces side-by-side mm-hmm. side are 16 mm-hmm. inches. But you now have, this is in the Old West, the Cowboys used to carry uh, a rifle chambered for the same cartridge as the revolver, so they didn't have to carry two right. types of ammunition. Right. So the pistol caliber carbine... Yeah, you to shoot Not a
1: bad. Ammunition. No, I, 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 again, similar situation and have have that as well. And uh, not, I mean, again, I'm, I'm, despite what Joe Biden might say, no, the nine millimeters, probably not my choice of, of ammunition when you're really going to go out and try to, uh, especially on a rifle situation, you know, shoot something long range and so on. But short range stuff, Joe. Yeah. It, again, to your point, only carrying one ammo. Yeah, it would be great. There's there's an advantage there.
5: Yeah, and with the rifle, by the way, you pick up a couple of hundred feet per minute out of the rifle barrel. Because when you shoot, say, a nine millimeter out of a pistol, it doesn't have enough time to fully accelerate in that three or four inch barrel, and a lot of the energy just goes out the muzzle as well.
1: That and and real quick, and I don't, you know, we can't don't want to get into a lot of, you know, ballistics and so on, but just really quick training for a lot of folks. there's a reason why high-powered rifles have a neck-down cartridge because they can build more pressure inside of the actual, you know, ammunition itself, inside of the the casing, if you would. The reason why the the, ne- the neck is cased down is because you get more pressure, higher velocity, and that's the advantage you get in those types of of shells, Joe, or those types of, of calibers, I guess you could say, versus, say, you know, a 45, a 9 millimeter, a 22, and so on. The, the problem is a lot of the semi-automatic, uh, you know, weapons that we have that you carry around as a, as a pistol, uh, there's just not too many, uh, there's not much ammunition, not too many calibers available for that in that time. Now, there are, there, I shouldn't say there's not, I mean, there are some, and so somebody's going to correct me because, yes, there, there are some out there, but you know what I mean, Joe, there's just not a prevalence of them, if you would.
5: Uh, but where I think where this would fit, if somebody has a handgun and they don't want to go out and spend, you know, six hundred dollars or seven hundred dollars on, on a on a uh, on a a traditional rifle that takes a necked cartridge, and they only want to carry one type of ammunition. That's right. If you got a nine millimeter handgun and you don't own a rifle, and you're thinking about bugging yep. out and you're and you're not really a hunter, you're not an elk hunter, you're not a deer hunter, get yourself a pistol caliber carbine for about hundred bucks, it chambered in the same ammunition that your mm-hmm. pistol takes. Mm-hmm. Good idea. And you can't really shoot, I'm going to say, some people say 50, I'm going to say 25 yards is about the limit for, you know, with a handgun offhand. Uh, you put that same cartridge in a, in a carbine and you're good out to about 100 yards, mm-hmm. um, you know, with some fair degree of accuracy. So it, it's kind of a, it's a compromise, but hey, you know, if you only want to carry one type of ammunition, get yourself a pistol mm-hmm. cal- caliber carbine and the same caliber as your handgun. Um, See, and I'm
1: a guy, really quick, I'll interject. If you're a good shot and you know your weapon, I'm a guy where a, a 22 mag, by the way, for a lot of you listening, if you can get proficient and you're, you're accurate and so on... You'd be surprised the amount of things that you can take down, and even defend yourself with a 22 Magnum, which is not the same as a 22 rimfire. It's a 22 Magnum rimfire, and yes, it's got more potency to it than a regular 22. Enough so, Joe, that again, if you're if you're accurate with that, there's not too many things you couldn't use that on.
5: Absolutely correct. I I, um, I, I have never done it, but I have no doubt I could take a deer down. Yep. Uh, with the 22 mag, and we haven't talked about you know self defense, but you know if things are going to hell in a handbasket and you're worried about you know marauders or whatnot. Um, I'd like you know I personally think a pistol caliber carbine, if you're if you're having to defend yourself, Agree. and property, and your family. Uh, it's gonna be close It's going to be close range, you and, know, and you know, and that's,
1: that's where even the misconception, in all, and again, that's not. This isn't the show for it, and I get that. But the misconception and the, the the bad narrative of the of the left, and even the White House right now, of you know, AR-15s versus some of the things you and I are talking about right now. You know, you and I both know, Joe. There, there are. You know, guns are like tools, and you need one to be specific for what the job is that you're currently doing. That's why there's not just one of them made, and I'm one, like you, self-defense. I know a lot of folks prefer shotguns, and they prefer an AR and this, that, and the other. Now I'll take my 40 Smith & Wesson H&K sitting next to the bed all day long.
5: Yep, uh, that would be my – yeah, my uh, – my, uh... Forty Smith. I got a Springfield XD, XDM and Forty Smith and West, and that's kind of my go. I
1: love, it. and I love that caliber, by the way. For me personally, an all-around caliber. I don't know why it doesn't get more notoriety, Joe. It's actually one I, again. It's kind of like the 22 mag. It, it just sort of gets forgotten, and in my opinion, it's a great round.
5: It's got as much uh, uh, energy as a 45, and uh, but you get twice the magazine capacity. Correct. And because it's got a faster velocity, it's accurate. You know, the after about. 20 yards, the 45 ACP. That's right. Tends to just fall off a cliff. You know, the, the bullet drop is enormous, uh, and you can easily go out to 50 yards with a with a 40 Smith and Wesson because of the higher velocity. So again, twice the ammunition in the mag in the magazine, um, you can shoot further with it. You know, it's yep. just my my favorite go to. Agreed.
1: All right, guys, hang tight. We're going to come right back. Joe, hang tight as well. We'll be right back. This is Ready Radio KLZ 560. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air not only handles all of your electrical and HVAC needs, they can also help you get ready for the What ifs of life. When the mustard gas is filling your neighborhood, you'll want a HEPA filter to keep your family safe. When the napalm catches your neighbor's trees on fire, you'll still be breathing clean, fresh, smokeless air with your Solus Air HEPA filter. With a combination of our generators and air filters, your family won't miss the conveniences of modern society no matter what the circumstances are. So for all your electrical, heating, and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0222. Two three one, or find them at ready-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, a major sponsor of Fix-It Radio, Drive Radio, and, of course, Ready Radio.
2: For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air.
4: Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio.
1: Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to 5 to 7 years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat All right, we're back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Jersey Joe with me today, which I appreciated him calling in. It's funny, Joe, we were talking about what kind a of 22 do. Somebody texted and said, at our feedlot, I have euthanized lots of steers over the years with a Walther 22 with a suppressor on it. So close range, you can do a lot with a 22.
5: You know, actually, I, I uh, spent my summers working at my grandparent's cattle ranch, and that's exactly what we use when we, we would butcher our own steers. We would sell most of our herd, but we would always butcher a couple every year for self, and every single steer I ever put down, I put down with the twenty two.
1: There you go. So folks, yes, they they can uh, they can be used for that. In fact, I, I will I will just say, Joe, I think they get uh, because we live in a world where bigger is always better, well, we think it is anyways. Uh, I think the twenty two and the twenty two mag, especially don't get near the notoriety they should. And it really, Joe, for a lot of individuals, ladies, especially, a twenty two mag pistol for a lady. It's about as good self-defense wise as probably anything else you could put in their hand because they can be accurate with it,
5: yeah, and you can get a brick of twenty twos for not much money, and it's about the size of a brick. It doesn't take up a oh. whole lot of room
1: Now you can carry you know if you're you're talking about bug out bags and so on, you can carry a couple thousand rounds of twenty two very, very easily
5: right, and you'll be uh, and you'll be eating rabbits and That's right and, and, you know nothing by the way, there's all sorts of other stuff, and I'm gonna have to run here in a minute, John, but I've eaten woodchuck, I've eaten rabbits, I've eaten raccoon. Yep. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff you can eat. You pack. get hungry
1: enough, Joe. Protein's protein, right?
5: Protein is protein. Oh, <laughs> but we didn't talk about fish hooks. And no, let's do, yeah, no,
1: I was going gonna, gonna to get to that next, so that's perfect timing. Go ahead, sir.
5: So, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be. It, it, there are these take-apart rods yep. you know, that come apart in three yep. sections. and Those are great. We, we
1: used to call uh, them in the old days pack rods, Joe.
5: Pack, Yeah, pack rods. So, you know, a nice pack rod, uh, you know, some some simple hooks, you know, a couple of, you know, fine. throw some lures in there. Uh, But at a minimum, get some hooks. You can always put a worm or a bug or a grasshopper on Mm -hmm. it. Um, And, again, this is where you're having, you know, a couple of good knives and a a sharp stone because if you're going to catch fish, you're going to want to fillet them and and gut them. So that's where the knives and the the sharpening stone comes in. But if you can fish, if you can hunt, if you can clean your game, you can purify your water, you can stay in touch with the outside world by having a good hand-crank radio to hear what's going on in the world, Um, you know, and you can defend yourself and you can treat your own wounds, you got bandages, you got antibiotics, you got needle thread, super glue, whatever. Um, and again, if you got a pot and a, and, a, and a five-gallon bucket, you should be in pretty good shape. And don't forget the, the tarp and, and the ceiling and some rope. And that's
1: You, you really can, with, with all the things you just, ra- literally folks, all the things Joe just rattled off, if you had that and that only, could you survive? Uh, Joe, there's folks that survive with a lot less, so yeah, you could.
5: Yep. And, uh, you know, I've spent, I've spent a week in the woods with just with uh, mm-hmm. not, even, not all of that stuff. It's absolutely. Uh, it's it's absolutely very easy doable. to do. So very easy to do. Well, John, I, unfortunately, I have to run. No, you're fine, know. Joe. I
1: appreciate your time. That was good. I really appreciate it. Good stuff. Thanks. Thanks for all you do. We appreciate it very much.
5: My pleasure, guys. Take you care. bet. Bye-bye.
1: Take care. And, and again, guys, uh, when it comes to the gun side of the fence, and I'll just be the first to tell you, there's a lot of, I think, misinformation and egos That gets involved in, you know, what's the weapon of choice? And what I will tell most people or all people is your weapon of choice should be what can you shoot best? What are you the most accurate with? In other words, whatever you're the most proficient at, I honestly, I really don't care what caliber it is now, with the exception of, of course, you know, high-powered rifles when you're trying to shoot small game like Joe and I were just talking about a moment ago typically don't work very well because unless you're so accurate that you you know, only can shoot, you know, the head or what have you, you know, your ability to eat something when it's done. Um, uh, for those of you maybe that haven't seen what happens to animals, uh, humans even, when they're shot, again, this really comes down to what the – weapon of choice was, what was the range, what, what was the bullet even, the grain of the bullet. There's a lot of factors that come into this. It's why in the state of Colorado, for example, you know, Division of Wildlife, which I think it's called something different now, but it used to be Division of Wildlife, there's a certain amount of grain of bullet for the different type of animals that can be hunted in the state of Colorado. Why is that? Because if you're not proficient and you don't hit the animal exactly where it needs to be to die... And you use a light grain bullet, you know, a grain bullet that's less than what they tell you you can use, you're liable to either be chasing that animal for a very, very long time or never find it. Or in fact, it could even live from that particular injury, depending upon how it was shot, where it was shot, and so on. So, again, these are all things when it comes to the readiness side of the fence. You know, what do you need to do to be ready? I am one where I still think being able to defend yourself uh, you you have to be able to defend yourself I'll, I'll go as far as to say this if everything really hit the fan and all i could head out with in my bag was just a few of these things joe mentioned you know, fire starter um a weapon a tarp and some rope good shoes and clothing at the time realistically could you survive yeah i could and not bragging or trying to tell you I'm some sort of mountain man or anything, but no, I've been, you know, been in the woods enough, had a, had a father, you know, Father's Day's coming up in the not-too-distant future. I had a father that was very big on making sure that my brother and I, and my sister, by the way, my brother and I especially, that we had all of the skill set needed to where if you got stuck out in the wilderness or something happened, you had the ability to survive on your own. How do you start a fire? You know, how how do you take care of yourself? Where do you put the fire, even if you're out in the woods? I mean, there's there's things along those lines where it it cracks me up. I'll watch, I know, I'll admit it, naked and afraid. Sort of a naked and afraid junkie at times. Mainly because I like to watch all of the mistakes that these so-called expert, you know, outdoorsmen and survivalists make when they're on that program. And it, it just it baffles me. These are individuals that, in a lot of cases, are training other people how to do things outdoors and yet miss some of the very basics of what it takes to survive and then have to tap out three, four days later because they, they just, I guess, they didn't understand the assignment. I don't get it. I mean, this is really not that complicated. You're naked, you've got two items that you are allowed to bring with you in a little satchel, and you've got to figure out how to survive like 28 days, I think it is, Charlie, 28 days. And it just cracks me up the amount of people that either focus on the wrong things or do things completely backwards of what, in my opinion, they should have done to survive. And there's a reason why they don't make it to the 28th day. And again, I, I've not been on the show. I've never been on Naked and Afraid. Don't think I could handle the, the feet part of it, to be honest with you. The rest of it, I think you could handle. It's the feet part that would just kill me, which we start talking about these bug out bags and those other things. Shoes, in my opinion, the right shoe could be as important as every single other item you would have in your possession at the time. Because here's the deal, folks. If your feet aren't comfortable and you're not able to trek, you know, X amount of miles per day and keep your feet warm and dry, there is nothing that could slow you down faster than that I watch all these survival shows and I even, I even see some of the you know Armageddon shows where you watch them in movies and so on and I always think to myself okay how is your uh, book of Eli how's he traveling across country with you know X shoes on the reality is of course it's Hollywood it's movies and they wouldn't be with in a lot of cases what they're wearing so I get the, to me that's another one where whether that's something you keep in your bug out bag you keep another extra pair of of really you know, shoes that you know are comfortable, have traction, keep your feet dry, uh, you know, able to hike and do things with them. These are some of the basics that I think at times people just flat out forget and don't even think through, by the way. They'll, they'll think through other things. What jacket am I going to wear? What, what, you know, what hat am I going to wear? What gloves am I going to take? And not that those aren't important things. They are. But if your feet are miserable and you don't have the ability to move around like you should, Folks, no offense, you're done. Pack it up. You might as well just stay home. You might as well surrender because you're not going to get where you need to go. And I will say this. In our modern world, even from when I was a kid back in the day, Charlie can relate to this. When I was a kid, you didn't have that many choices of what boots you wore on a winter day. You might have had four or five choices at best unless you wanted to go out and spend really, really big money on some fancy hiking boots, which, by the way, in some cases weren't a whole lot better than what you had anyways, Our choices today for footwear compared to what it was like when I was a kid some 50 years ago, it is night and day, literally. What I'm getting at is there is no excuse today to not have a shoe that fits, that's comfortable, that gives you the ability to move around in these types of situations and do it relatively inexpensively, by the way, to the point where if you find a shoe that you really like and fits, go buy another pair and stick them in your bug-out bag. You'll always have them at that point. The reality is, are they going to go bad? No, not unless they get infested with some sort of a, a animal, rodent, things along those lines. If they're kept dry, bagged up, and, and, and you just keep them away from all of what I just said, will those things last you forever? Yes, they will. So literally, a good pair of socks, a good pair of boots, in my opinion, I can get by with a lot of other things that I would not have to have if I've at least... Got that. But Joe put a good list together. I'll go over more of these things in the near future. As we close out here today, do not forget about that particular seminar that we were just talking about with Pastor Jim Garlow. Uh, And that will be the latter part of July, the latter part of July. We'll post that up on Ready Radio. uh, Producer Ann will do that a little bit later tonight. But they're going to cover some really great things. In fact, Jim sent me back an email and said, hey, if you want to go out there and even interview some of the folks that will be talking and participate and be involved in that, you know, as a program, uh, you are more than welcome to come out and do so. I appreciate that invitation. And we as a show actually might very well take him up on that. It would be a really great experience for us here On the program, plus, you know, get to meet some other folks at the same time. So we may actually take him up on that. But again, some of the things Joe mentioned today that you need to have in your bug out bag, of course, weapon of choice. Be able to start a fire. The magnesium fire starters, the fire sticks, I think, are great. And they're sold everywhere, by the way, any outdoor store. You know, real quick, by the way, living in Colorado. And all of the outdoor stores that we have here, not that every city doesn't have them, but here in Colorado, there is no excuse to not have the items needed when we start talking about bug-out bags and being able to survive in the wilderness. We probably have, per capita... More of choice when it comes, you know, more choices when it comes to those things than probably a lot of other cities that are out there. So we in Colorado have no excuses not to have some of these things put together. And don't forget, he talked about the uh, portable hand crank radio as well. One thing Joe didn't mention, which I'll throw in, and these these have been on sale lately at Costco, that is the water straws. I think they call them that. So if you've got water where you don't know its condition, rather than boiling it using tablets and so on, you literally can stick the straw into the water, drink through it, and it will filter out all of the contaminants to where that water is drinkable. And that thing can be thrown in a backpack very, very easily where you don't even need a container at that point to actually do anything with your water. You could literally stick it in a stream and drink from it right there. So I I believe they're called uh, water straws. I'll get the exact information. We'll put some of that stuff up on the website as well. So, guys, with that, we're going to close things out today. Appreciate you joining us. All of the information that we talk about, ready-radio.com is where you can find us. Otherwise, uh, Rush to Reasons is coming up next. Myself and Andy will be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is KLZ 560.